This week, the youth were in Pittsburgh for a convention, and they're going to be sharing a few things that they participated in. I will be talking about what a normal day was like for a Mennonite Youth Convention attendee. Our hotel was a good distance away from the convention center, so every morning we would wake up early, find something for breakfast, and still sleepy-eyed, pile onto the shuttle bus to take us to the convention center. When we got to the convention center, we went straight to a worship service. There were two worship services every day, one in the morning and one in the evening, and they each lasted about an hour and 40 minutes. A normal worship service consisted of a worship band leading music, a speaker, and sometimes a skit and other miscellaneous things. Every youth group was in attendance at the worship services, which consisted of about 5,000 Mennonite youth from all over the U.S. and Canada. Being a part of worship along with 5,000 other people was a new and really exciting experience for me and the rest of our youth group. After the morning worship, our youth group broke off to discuss the speaker that we had heard earlier, looking at which points from the speaker resonated with us and which ones we might have had a problem with. After this discussion, we went to lunch, which was served at the convention center. Next came the seminars. Every afternoon after lunch, our youth group attended two seminars. There are many topics to choose from, from discussing what is the point of being a Mennonite to immigration issues and patriotism. People in our youth group could attend any seminar they wanted and were allowed to split off from the rest of the group. Seminars were one of the highlights from my experience at convention because they stimulated a lot of thinking. I hope some of the input and discussion from these seminars will have an impact on our lives. Besides attending these seminars, our youth group had some free time to explore the convention center in the afternoon. There were booths set up by colleges and other organizations to look at and win prizes from, and there were other numerous activities. For dinner, our youth group met up and we all went out to eat together outside the convention center. Then we would head back to the convention center for the second worship service of the day. After worship, our youth group had some more free time until we got together and piled back onto the shuttle bus to take us back to the hotel. Uh, I will be just giving a brief description of what the theme at the convention was this year. The theme at the convention this year was bridges and branching out towards other people. As soon as I realized this, I also noticed that Pittsburgh seemed to be an appropriate place for it because just looking out the windows of the convention center, you could see about 10 bridges, probably more. Intentional? The main idea was that we should build bridges out to everybody by being kind, friendly, and inclusive. We were also encouraged to reconcile towards God and each other so that we could build better relationships. Um, the first day that we got there, there was a uh, joint worship in the evening. Um, Jacob described it a little bit. It's... Um, we, we streamed into this huge room at around 6 o'clock, and it was just the, the, the amount of chairs in there. It was ridiculous. It was like five, 6,000 folding chairs all centered around, like, or there, at one end there was this stage. And um, the first about, uh, I guess, 30 minutes, uh, we were led in praise and worship songs. And then uh, Shane Hips um, 
gave us the message for that night. Um, his, he first started out by reading the sort of key scripture from the week, which was 2 Corinthians 5, 16 to 20, and I'll read that now. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So obviously there's a pretty strong message of re- reconciliation in that passage. Um, uh, s- to make the message a little more clear, he began by telling us his story. How um, when he was young and in elementary school, he got in a fight on the playground. And um, both parties involved got in trouble. And uh, immediately there was reconciliation in the principal's office. And because they were both in trouble, I guess that helped a lot. Um, yeah, he, he then sort of highlighted two main groups in the Mennonite church that maybe need to reconcile. Um, he classified these groups as justice seekers and purity enforcers. Um, justice seekers were um, sort of the people who seek justice for maybe the individual or the smaller denomination and uh, purity enforcers try to keep um, old rules that seem to be losing their importance perhaps or um, losing their impact on the church. Um, He stressed that both groups feel like minorities and both groups have faults and both groups need to reconcile. He uh, finished by giving us three main uh, rules or guidelines for reconciliation. Um, the first was acknowledge your fault, acknowledge that you need to reconcile. Um, second is ask for forgiveness from anybody you've uh, done something wrong, I guess, against. And um, the third was give forgiveness to anybody who has wronged you. So that was the message from the first joint worship. Um, Good morning. I was asked to speak about uh, the Green Convention this year and uh, what they did to make that happen. Um, I'll just be referring to my book because it's super helpful. Um, But at this year's convention at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center um, was hosted there. And um, it's the first Green Convention Center in the world and the only one meeting meeting venue to be awarded the gold LEED certification by the U.S. Green Building Council. 
Um, all around the convention center, we saw signs explaining the ways in which it was built and operates green first. And um, some of the things, they, they had like a whole list of bullets <clears throat> on how it was green. And just some of the ones that stood out were um, that 75% of the building is lit by natural lighting, which is like skylights and glass walls. Um, they also recycle all products, including light bulbs and batteries. And um, they donated leftover food and compost food waste. And they purchase food locally and grow vegetables on the rooftop terrace, which is pretty interesting. Um, and then the convention, I guess, committee um, also did things with, um, like, publicizing and stuff. And so they printed fewer promotional pieces and relied more on electronic communication and their website. And then the things that were printed were on recycled paper. And um, they also encouraged attendees to carpool to convention, among other things. And then also they had a list of things that we could do um, in our hotels and stuff. And they asked us to put recyclables in appropriate recycling containers around the convention center. And Walker used public transit to travel within Pittsburgh. And um, also they thought that we should purchase the meal plan um, because of its efficiency with recycling and stuff. And if we didn't, um, to choose restaurants that used washable dinner service instead of disposables. So that was just some of the stuff they did to try to stay green. Uh, I'm Sam, and I'll be talking about uh, the seminars we attended, and I figured that would be best done by sort of going in-depth on a specific seminar that I attended <coughs> with uh, some of the members of the youth group. Uh, during the convention, as you heard Jacob say earlier, our youth group had the opportunity to attend a variety of seminars. Each of us, each of us would attend two of these 50-minute seminars per day. These seminars taught us about the church, issues facing the church, the world around us, and the church's role in the world around us. We were given much liberty in choosing which of these seminars we wanted to attend. For example, the first seminar I chose to attend was a seminar on the Afghanistan war given by a member of MCC's Washington, D.C. office. During the seminar, I learned both about the historical significance of conflicts in Afghanistan and the problems faced by many of those living in Afghanistan. Uh, today, such as the loss of homes, limbs, life, and rampant displacement, which obviously leads to a lot of refugees. On the brighter side, the seminar also taught me about international aid efforts and the church's role in international aid. Importantly, I learned about the different methods for providing aid to Afghanistan. For example, I was informed how many aid efforts tend to fail due to lack of consultation with the locals. Many uh, governmental aid groups will build schools or roads exactly where they are not needed. And uh, much of this happens because locals are not involved in these aid efforts. And despite the sombering news that vast sums of money are spent on these aid efforts, uh, the seminar also taught us about aid efforts which not only included the locals, but had the locals uh, running the various projects and doing the vast majority of the work. We learned a partner about a partner of MCCs in Afghanistan, whose name I forget now, which because it was about five days ago, 
which, which had the locals doing the majority of the, the vast majority of the work. Uh, this is great as the locals know where the work is needed and how things are best done. Uh, the seminar essentially allowed us and gave our youth examples for understanding how uh, international aid efforts work and how we as a church should participate in this international aid and react to the world around us. Hello, um, my name is Denua, and I would like to say um, Pittsburgh was a great experience and I learned a lot of things there, especially from the seminars, like the speakers and things like that, they were really great. And on a certain seminar, me, Tina, just went to, we learned things like stomp and stuff, where we had to get together with a bunch of people from other groups and come up with different sounds and things like that to make like rhythm and stuff, I guess. So instead of like talking about it, I guess we could show you guys. So we're gonna show you, I guess. And Tina's gonna start. Hi, I'm Jana. On Tuesday morning, we had an amazing speaker. It was Ted from Ted and Lee. He spoke to us on the topic of reconciliation. The main text which he used was the story of Jacob and Esau and their uh, first meeting after Jacob ran away from home. For Ted, this story had a much deeper meaning. He was set to um, perform this story on contract um, to be recorded um, with Lee. Uh, shortly before they were to do this, Ted took his life. Um, this story for him became a story of reconciliation between him and Ted. Um, it became the story of not Jacob meeting Esau once again, but what would happen if Ted met Lee again. What I took away from this talk was the difficulty of reconciliation, of asking for, forgive, for forgiveness, and in turn, forgiving others. The theme this week was bridges to cross. Um, bridges to cross to get to the cross, bridges to the cross to God, and also to other people. Ted had reconciled himself with God, but his reconciliation with Lee remains unfinished. 
The challenge, challenge for us was to go out and begin the difficult task of crossing our own bridges. We had a great time this weekend and this week, meeting old friends and making new ones, and even growing together as a group. We had a ton of fun and only about half that much sleep, which makes us all so glad to be back. morning. I took a seminar in 406, which is at Convention Center, and it was about peacemaking and patriotism. I'll be reading some of the notes I took. Faithfulness is often taking place by other religion. Many is peace position rooted in Bible, political portrayal of Jesus' right of love. Less than 1% of our annual federal budget um, modest proposals are being both Christians and U.S. citizens maintain our humanity as we share with, with our neighbors and speak to our national leaders. Listen to those who believe different than we do. Recognize the dangers of the myth of redemption, redemption Violence. Recognize the multiple meanings of the flag. <laughs> A year's worth of total of of total humanitarian fortune. We need to live by to live by reducing our conception of the world's resources. So we just wanted to say uh, thanks for uh, sending us and uh, that we had a great time on the trip. Uh, we survived. And uh, yeah, after every uh, service, they would end um, with a little benediction type. Um, they would say, the speaker would say, let go, and then everyone would say, let God. So let go. Let God.